Welcome. In Parshas Vayigash, we learn that Yaakov finally was convinced that his son Yosef really was the second in command in Mitzrayim, and he finally decided to go down to Egypt and to visit him. But first, he made a little stop in the Eretz Yisrael city of Be'er Sheva, as we read in Perak Memvov Pasuk Aleph, Vayisa Yisrael v'chol asher lo, and Yisrael traveled, and all that were with him, meaning all of his children, his whole family, Vayavay Be'er Sheva, and he came to Be'er Sheva, which is in the south of Eretz Yisrael, which is on the path um, going towards Mitzrayim. And he slaughtered Korbanais to the god of his father, Yitzchok. And the obvious question that uh, must be thought about in this Pasuk is why is he bringing Korbanais to the god of Yitzchok specifically? Why not the god of Abraham? Why not the god of Abraham and Yitzchok? Why not just say, God, Hashem. So Rashi comments, aviv aviv A person is obligated in the honor, in the respect for his father, more than in the respect for his grandfather. In older Hebrew, not in modern Hebrew, in modern Hebrew, grandfather is Saba. Saba is really Aramaic. But in uh, older Hebrew, certainly in, in uh, what we call rabbinical Hebrew, the word for grandfather is zokain, the old, the old man. So a person is obligated in the honor of his father, more so than in the kavod of his grandfather. Lefichach, therefore, tolob b'yitzchok. Therefore, the Pasuk uh, hangs these korbanais, the Tepasik says that these korbanas were brought to, to the God of Yaakov's father, Yitzchak, below the Avraham. And it doesn't mention Avraham. So Yaakov brought korbanas to Hashem, who was the God of his father, Yitzchak. There are two questions that I would like to raise on this Rashi, and I would just like to try to answer those two questions. There's a lot that could be said about this Rashi, a lot that could be said about the Pusik. Some of it is over my head, but I'd like to deal with some of the more basic and simpler issues. The first question comes about because of a comment made by the Radak, by Rabbi David Kimchi. The Radak gives here what seems to be a very simple and very strong, straightforward explanation for why Yaakov brought Korbanes specifically to the god of his father, Yitzchak. Uh, apparently much simpler than what Rashi says. Let's see what Radak says. Omar Kane, the Pesach says like this, because Yitzchak his father, the father of Yaakov, he also, he himself, had wanted once upon a time to go down to Mitzrayim, Mimnei Hara'ov, because of the famine. During Yitzchak's lifetime, there was a famine in Eretz Yisrael. And we read there that he 
he began going towards Mitzrayim. He got as far as the land of Plishtim, which is in the southwest of Eretz Yisrael. It's part of Eretz Yisrael, but it's in the southwest corner of Eretz Yisrael, which is on the way towards Egypt. But when he got to Eretz Plishtim, Hashem said to him, don't go down to Egypt. So since Yitzchak had once thought about going down to Egypt, and now Yaakov is now thinking about going down to Egypt, so therefore, says Radak, Yaakov now brought Korbanos in the city of Be'er Sheva, which is on the edge of Eretz Canaan, as you're going down towards Egypt. Before Yaakov left the land, Yaakov wanted to know what is the will of Hashem? What is what does Hashem want from him? Will Hashem prevent him from leaving Eretz Yisrael? Has he prevented his father Yitzchak? We read regarding Yitzhak that Yitzhak got as far as Eretz Plishtim, but Hashem appeared to him and told him, don't go any farther. He said, Gur Ba'aretz Hazayi, stay here in this land, in Eretz Plishtim, which is really part of Eretz Yisrael. Yaakov wanted to know, is Hashem going to say no to him and tell him, don't go down to Egypt? Although, or not, is Hashem going to allow him to go to Egypt? And therefore Yaakov slaughtered Korbanais, in order that a spirit of prophecy should come to him. He was hoping that by bringing the Korban, this would somehow elevate him to a level of prophecy, to a level that Hashem would, would come to him and, and give him direct guidance and tell him either it's a good idea to go to Egypt or it's not a good idea and I forbid you to go to Egypt. And this would seem like a very, a very logical explanation and therefore, my first question is, why doesn't Rashi um, sat why wasn't Rashi satisfied with this explanation? I mean, this explanation is not based on any external sources. It's just the Psukim in Parsha's Toldais about Yitzhak's experience and just connecting it very logically to what may have been going through Yaakov's mind. Um, it, it seems very much it seems to very much fit in in the context of the Psukim. Why doesn't Rashi explain like Radak? That's question number one. Question number two is a question that is raised by Ramban. Ramban quotes the Rashi that that Yaakov brought Korbanis specifically to the God of his father Yitzchak because one is obligated in the respect for one's father, more so than the respect one should have for a grandfather. And Ramban asks, maspik. The Ramban says, this is not enough. This is not enough of a reason. Just to say you should respect your father more than your grandfather. Because if this is all that it's about, who should you give more respect to? So then it would have been proper to say that Yaakov brought Kobanais, to the God of his fathers. He could have included Avram and Yitzhak together. You're worried about giving, which one should you give covenant to? So you chose, you decided to give the extra covenant to your father rather, rather, than, rather than your 
grandfather says the Ramban, you could have just said the pastor could have just said that Yaakov brought carbonos to his to the god of his forefathers, Adam, without specifying any person at all. like we find in another place where Yaakov said, God in front of whom my forefathers walked, Abraham and Yitzhak, my two forefathers, Abraham and Yitzhak, etc. And Yaakov uh, asked for and prayed for whatever it was he was interested there. You see that sometimes Yaakov addressed the God of his fathers, father and grandfather. And in his tefillah, he said, in a, in a certain place, the God of my father Avram, and the God of my father, Yitzchak. O, o Yaymar, or perhaps the Pesach should have said, forget about the forefathers altogether. Let the Pesach just say here that, that, that Yaakov slaughtered Korbanes to Hashem. Like it says in a certain place regarding Avraham, he says Avraham built a Mizbeach to Hashem. Why was it necessary to specify, to be any more explicit, and to start talking about the God of this father, the God of the grandfather? Just to say that Yaakov chose Elokei Aviv Yitzchak because one should give more respect to one's father, that doesn't really answer the question. Because there were still a number of other ways that the Pasuk could have could have uh, expressed it, could have phrased it. And therefore, we have a question. How would Rashi answer Ramban's question? I'd like to start with Radak's question. Again, what was the Radak? What, what question? It's not the Radak's question, but a question based on the Radak, that the Radak gives on this Pusik what seems to be a very solid and simple explanation and we we need to know why didn't Rashi accept that? And again, what is the Radak's solid and simple explanation? It is that just like Yaakov's father Yitzchak, before he went down to Mitzrayim because of a famine, he, uh, so to speak, checked with Hashem, and Hashem told him no. So Yaakov wanted to do the same thing before he would go down to Mitzrayim. And here it's also because of a famine, primarily. Otherwise, this whole thing would not have come about. So he wanted to, quote-unquote, check with Hashem. And therefore, he brought Korbanais in order that a Ruach Nevoah, in order that a spirit of prophecy should rest upon him. And who did he bring those Korbanais to? He specified, he had a specific Kavana, that he's bringing the Korbanais to the God of his father, Yitzchak. Because he's just as Yitzhak received the message from Hashem, don't leave Mitzrayim, Yaakov also wanted to receive a message from Hashem, whether he should or should not, should not go down to Mitzrayim. I think we can answer this question by go, <coughs> going back <coughs> to that story about Yitzhak and taking a look at something that Rashi says there. It says there, Vayihira of Ba'aretz, there was a famine in the land. Besides the original famine that had that that was in the days of Avraham, 
Vayelech Yitzchak el Abimelech Melech Plishtim Gerora. So Yitzchak, pardon me, Yitzchak went to Abimelech, the king of Plishtim, in the city of Gerora, which, as I explained before, is on the way towards Mitzrayim. Vayera Elov Hashem, and Hashem appeared to him, Vayomer, and he said, Al Tered Mitzrayim, don't go down to Egypt. Shrein Ba'oritz Asher Oimarelech, dwell in the land that I will say to you. Now, if you look there in Radak, Radak says there that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was saying to Yitzhak, it's good that you should dwell there in Eretz Plishtim and that you should not go La Eretz Loilo. You should, he shouldn't go to a land that is not his. Mitzrayim is a land that is not his. Eretz Israel is a land that is his. Because L'chol, the Zarach Eten is called Aratz Israel, as it says in the Pesukim after that, that I will give these lands, meaning the land of Eretz Yisrael, I will give it to you and to your and to your descendants. So according to Radak, um, Yitzhak went to Eretz Plishtim, but, uh, but he sort of checked in with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him, I don't want you to go any further. Don't go down to Mitzrayim. I don't want you going into a foreign land. I gave you a land. This is where you should stay. So, Radak Lashita Sai, following his same flow of thought, he says regarding Yaakov that Yaakov was on his way to Mitzrayim. He stopped off in Be'er Sheva. He tried to connect himself to the God of Yitzhak, his father, because he wanted to get a similar message, either a yes or a no. In this case, the answer was. Go and I'll take care of you, and, and and ultimately it will be good. But he wanted to get a message from Hashem, just as Yitzhak had received a message from Hashem about the question of going down to Mitzrayim. However, if we look at Rashi, we'll see that Rashi is not explaining this the same way. Rashi says, "Al Tered Mitzrayma, Shahoyadatoyleredis Mitzrayma." Yitzhak, his mind was, his thought was to go down to Egypt. Similar to how Abraham went down during the days of the famine. But Amarloi, Hashem said to him, Don't go down to Egypt. Because you are a perfect Korban Oila. You were brought as a Korban at the Akedah. You were sanctified as a Korban Oila. Okay, you weren't actually slaughtered, but you were sanctified, you were designated as a Korban Oila, and you are an Oila Tamima. <clears throat> and Chutz Oritz, any place outside of Eretz is not worthy of you. You're not supposed to go um, outside of Eretz Many Mephoshim take this quite literally, that just like a Korban Oila may not uh, be taken out of the confines of the of the Beis Hamikdash. In the same way, Yitzchak is an Oila Tamima. Only his confines, his borders are the borders of Eretz Yisrael. But he is usher to go beyond that point. Now, if according to Rashi, this is the reason why Yitzchak was not allowed to leave Eretz Yisrael, it kind of attacks the Redox whole approach. I mean, this is clearly a different approach. And it kind of answers the question 
why didn't Rashi here in Parshas Vayigash explain like the Radak? The, based on the Radak, what we're asking on Rashi is, why didn't she just say that the reason Yitzchak uh, brought Korbanos to the God of his father Yitzchak is because he was looking for advice about whether he should go to Eretz Yisrael or not, just like his father Yitzchak. That's not such a strong point. The reason Yitzchak was not allowed to go to Eretz Yisrael was because of something very specific to Yitzchak, because he was an Eilat Tamima. That's why he was not allowed to go. Yaakov was not an Eilat Tamima. Whatever, however great we'll say Yaakov was, whatever, however great were his accomplishments, and they certainly were quite, <laughs> quite great. <coughs> but there's no reason to say that he's an Eilat Tamima. And therefore... What we could say, we could answer for Rashi, that as far as that's concerned, as far as checking in, seeing if it's if it's acceptable that he should go to Eretz, to Eretz Mitzrayim, similar to the way his father did, that's not really a very good approach to explaining the Pasuk. Because Yaakov, as far, he should have known the answer already. He should have known. Your father, Yitzhak, was an Eilat Tamimi. You are obviously not. Just go. What's what's stopping you from going? The truth is your grandfather, Abraham, when he came to Eretz Yisrael, when he first came after Hashem had promised the land to him, what happened? There was a famine. And what did Abraham do? He picked himself up and went to Mitzrayim. He didn't ask. The Kaddish Baruch didn't tell him. He just went because the, the simple answer is because there was a, it was a sakonis nefashis. It was a danger to his life. A person has to eat. And therefore... You, you go where there is food. There are some Mephoshim who, who criticize Avraham for that decision. Rashi is not one of them. Rashi seems to understand that was the appropriate thing to do. If, you, if you're starving in one place, you go somewhere else to live. And uh, so here Yaakov was, was suffering from a famine. Okay, go. If there's, if there's food in Mitzrayim, you should go. Why should you have to check with, with Hashem? Because Yitzhak was told by Hashem not to go. That's obviously was something very specific to Yitzchak because Yitzchak was an Eilat Tamima. I think with this we can understand why Rashi did not explain like Radak. And now we go to our second question. How does Rashi answer the questions of Ramban? Let's review. Ramban's question essentially is that if the whole reason why Yaakov chose to bring Korbanus specifically to the God of his father, Yitzchak, that's really not enough of an explanation. If the whole reason is because uh, you're supposed to honor your father more than your grandfather, that's not really a sufficient explanation, because then he should have brought Karbanas to his forefathers, the God of his forefathers, Abraham and Yitzchak. Or he should have brought Karbanas just to Hashem, without having any special kavana that it's to the God of his forefather, of his father, Yitzchak. That's Ramban's question. Mizrahi answers as follows. He says that, what was Rashi's question, really? I mean, we said before that his, his question, as usual, an, an unstated question, but a, but a very obvious question. His question was, why, did, why didn't Yitzhak bring Korbanais? Um, why didn't Yitzhak... Why didn't Yaakov bring Korbanais to the God of his grandfather, Abraham? Why did he specifically bring Korbanais to the God of his father, Yitzchak? 
to which Rashi answers, because you're supposed to honor your father more. Mizrahi qualifies that a little bit. And he says that Rashi's question was, why didn't Yaakov attribute the knowledge of the presence of Hashem to Avraham, who spread that knowledge in the world more so than Yitzchak? In other words, Rashi's question was, why was Yitzchak, why was Yaakov identifying Hashem with Yitzchak? It would have made more sense to identify the existence of Hashem to Avraham. Why? Because Avraham spent so much of his time and energy being mifarsem, mifarsem elokusai. He spent a lot of time publicizing and spreading the knowledge of Hashem. And that's really more important than what Yitzchak did. What, I mean, what Yitzchak did was tremendous. But it would have been more appropriate for Yaakov to bring these korbanais to the God of Avram. Because when we really talk about who is most identified with Hashem, it should really be Avraham, who, who extended, who spread the knowledge of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the world. And therefore, Mizrahi says, Ramban's question is not a question. What is the Ramban's question? That if according, if, if, if according to Rashi's reason of the Pasik should have said that he brought Korbanus to the God of Avraham and Yitzchak. To that, the Mizrahi says, no, that, that really is not a good suggestion. It shouldn't be to the God of Avraham and Yitzchak equally. He really should have brought his Korbanus to the God of Avraham. Who was Mefarsem Elokusa Yisbara, who, who spread the knowledge of Hashem. Or the Ramban asks in, in a different uh, in a different nusach, he asks it with a different nuance. He says the Pasik should have said that he just brought Korbanas to Hashem. Mizrahi says, no, he shouldn't have just said he brought Korbanas to Hashem. He should have attributed Hashem's existence to the work that was done by Abraham. That's Rashi's question. Why are you mentioning Yitzhak when you really should have mentioned Avram and you really should have mentioned Avram specifically and 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 um, exclusively? That is Rashi's question. To that, Rashi answers. Nonetheless, when you refer to Hashem as being Elokei Pliny, the God of so and so, a particular person, which is rather rare not done that that often in Tanakh. Most people don't deserve to have Hashem called the God of Sam, Harry, or George, or me or you. At least certainly not me. I don't know who you are. But that's not done too often. But when the Pasuk refers to, to, to Hashem as being Elokei Pliny, that's a tremendous honor to Pliny. We're saying, as I once explained before, that means that we're saying that that person is totally bottle to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That person is totally subservient. You look at that person and you just see in everything that person does that there is a Rebbeinu Shalom, that there, that there is Hashem, that Hashem exists. And that is a tremendous covet for that person. And therefore Rashi answers, 
if he's going to give that covet either to his father or to his grandfather, he gave it to his father. His father was also, Yitzhak was, was something unique, something extraordinary, something amazing. And you could look at Yitzhak and you could watch Yitzhak tying his shoes or, or, or eating his food or, or scratching his nose and you could see, you would know that there is a Chodesh Baruch Hu in the world. That's how close he was to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And therefore, it was appropriate for the son, Yaakov, to give this covered to his father, Yitzhak, rather than to his father, to his grandfather, Avram. Now, what we see, Derech Agav, what is really inherent in what Mizrahi is saying here is a very important fundamental point. And that is that the, the knowledge of the existence of Hashem and all of the obligations that that brings with it. Once you know that there is Hashem, you, you can't act the same way that you did before you know. The, the knowledge of the existence of God is not supposed to be a secret that is only revealed to one little nation called Am Yisrael. That's not our little secret religion. We may not go about proselytizing, but really our ultimate goal is to bring that knowledge and that understanding to the entire world. That's a big obligation. Even if we're not going to proselytize, but we have to be exemplary human beings and kind human beings and nice-looking human beings as much as possible and, and clean and polite and acting in, a, in an ethical fashion. Because in this way, slowly, slowly, we are convincing, we are showing to the rest of the world that there is a Baal Habira, there is somebody in charge of this, this, this big house called the world. Takes a long time, but, it, but, it's a, but it's a process. But that is our ultimate goal. Our ultimate goal is not that they should just all gain the earth. They should all be buried in the ground and, we'll, and we can have a party in Yerushalayim and declare, declare our love for Hashem. No, the ultimate goal is that we should bring the knowledge of a Kodesh Baruch Hu to the entire world. And we see this in a very famous Rashi comment on a very well-known Pasek, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. And what does Rashi say? What does it mean, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad? That's a little repetitious. We just say Shema Yisrael, Hashem Echad. But it doesn't say that. It says Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem our God, Hashem is one. Or could have just said Hashem Elokeinu Echad, Hashem our God is one. If this were a private religion for this little tribe known as Yisrael, so the pastor could have said, listen, Yisrael, listen, you guys, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem our God, Echad. Our, our God is not any of the idols, not one of this multitude of deities, no. Our God is one, the only one. That's not what it says. Says Rashi, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, Hashem Shehu Elokeinu Atah, Hashem, who is our God now, and he is not the God of the nations, meaning they don't recognize him as their God. In the future, he is going to become Hashem Echad. He's going to become one God that everyone will recognize. Shinemar, as it says in a Pasuk in Sefania, in the Navi, then, meaning sometime in the future, I will turn towards the nations, Safa Brura, with a clear 
lit, meaning with a clear expression, Likrei Kulam B'Shem Hashem, that all of them should call in the name of Hashem. I will call on all of them to recognize me, and at least some of them will be able to do so. The others will be destroyed, but those who can come to that recognition, they will be invited to, to continue to exist on those terms, on the terms of recognizing HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Of course, recognizing HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not such a simple thing. It's not just, yeah, yeah, I recognize Hashem. No, you have to you have to change your whole life when you recognize who HaKadosh Baruch Hu is. V'nemar, and it says in other Pasuk, Hashem Echad, on that day Hashem will be one, Ushmo Echad, and His name will be one. We see from this Pasuk that that's the goal. The goal is that Everybody in the world should accept HaKadosh Baruch Hu as being God, as being Hashem Echad. That, and this is the, the, the fundamental point, which is inherent in what the Mizrahi is saying here, that Rashi's question was, why, why does Yaakov, why did he bring his Kobanis specifically to the God of his father Yitzchak, who didn't do so much to spread the knowledge of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the world? He did a lot of great things, but spreading the knowledge of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to others in the world was not his specific Avaida. Not that we're blaming him for not doing it. That was not specifically his task, but the but it should have said, Yaakov should have uh, brought his Kobanas to Hashem Elokei Avraham, because Avraham is the one who really brought HaKadosh Baruch Hu into this world. He brought the recognition of HaKadosh Baruch Hu into the world, and he spread that recognition about. And that was Rashi's kasha, that really Yaakov should have mentioned Avraham. Okay, Rashi's answer is, as I explained before, by saying, you're giving a tremendous honor to Yitzchak, you are saying that by looking at Yitzhak, one can see and one can feel and sense that there is a God, that a Kodesh Baruch Hu exists. And if one had one, if if one has a, if one one should if one could give that covet to his father, one should give that covet to his father rather than to his grandfather.